From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I remember when only men could threaten other men. Now we got butter-handed, ferret-faced, Democrat scum threatening men. I personally approve the decision to seek the search warrant is why none of it will matter in the future. See, Merrick Garland isn't somebody to lecture anyone. In fact, he's just a crooked Democrat slip-and-fall scum lawyer appointed by arguably the most crooked up until Joe Biden, president this country's ever had. Oh, but it's true. I know that Democrats scourge and scum can't remember yesterday, but I remember Bill Clinton. I even remember that fat slob wife of his with the inner thigh rash that just won't go away, the Duchess of Chaffington. And I remember the scandal of Whitewater. Oh, I do. And I remember that right in the middle of it, all of a sudden, he was going to appoint a Chicago capo in the mafia. Merrick Garland. That's back when Ferretface didn't have so much gray hair, still looked ridiculous, and still was a pompous ass who thought he knew right from wrong, even though he's in the midst of wrong by being a Chicago Democrat mafia member. And now this Ferretface butter-handed fraud pretends he has credibility. History will vindicate us. This decision doesn't mean anything because Merrick Garland is nothing but a liaison to the most corrupt foreign apparatchik this country's ever had in the Oval Office, Joe Biden. So when Merrick Ferretface Garland says, I made the decision, no kidding, because the dementia patient who can't blink on vacation with a crackhead can't decide whether to wear shoes or not, you stupid son of a... Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly without fear today uh, we issue the final report of the whitewater committee after 14 months of work 52 hearings and taking testimony from more than 260 witnesses we have discovered a very troubling and continuing pattern of the abuse of power and each time an abuse is revealed the white house delivers excuses Memory lapses and change stories. Time and time again, the White House seems unable to give the American people the truth on the first or even the second try. Throughout our hearings, this disturbing pattern was seen again and again. Former Treasury uh, Chief of Staff Josh Steiner, confronted with damaging evidence in his own handwriting, claimed that he was not telling the truth to his own diary. This is the mafia that produced Merrick Garland. They have zero credibility, zero integrity. They'll lie right to your face with his beady little ferret eyes. Anything he says should be on toilet paper because that's what it's coming out of. Or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. Under your watch, 
The Justice Department is a stanzi, is a joke, is an apparatchik of the mafia. It means nothing. Your entire government has zero credibility. It runs on fraud and corruption. And it almost makes Whitewater not look like that big of a deal. When Bill Clinton and the Duchess of Chaffington, along with another couple, by the way, they went to prison, the other couple, as they cheated old people out of money in a swampland scam that would make old-fashioned land swindlers too embarrassed to participate in. And then he became the president. And then he surrounded himself with dirty lawyers and crooked judges and even worse politicians. They're called Democrats. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Really? Is that how it worked for Bill Clinton's partners? This is CNN Breaking News. We break into our news to bring you live uh, comments from Little Rock, Arkansas, of its former Governor Jim Guy Tucker, who was just sentenced to four years probation for fraud. Let's listen. You know why he got uh, probation? He was going to be sentenced to eight years. He was on the liver list. Uh, that was probably a lie, too. I don't even know if that red pig is alive or dead. But either way, I hope he burns in hell. He's another scum Democrat cheating old people out of money. And now, in the midst of all of this, the reason it's relevant, Squirrel, in the midst of all of this, Bill Clinton appoints Merrick Garland as a federal judge. This is the kind of crowd that Merrick Garland worked his way up, or should I say mafia. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans. No, 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 no. Whoa. Ferret face, you piece of dung. You do it because you work with your other scum, Democrat, crooked lawyers and judges to see how you can circumvent the actual rule of law to prosecute your political opponents because you are as crooked as Grand Avenue and as dirty as they come. And to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis oh of the yes because when i think of the clinton crime family i think of ethical there will not be a cover-up there will not be an abuse of power in this office this and there is no credible charge that i violated any law even way back in the dark ages of years ago when this happened if, the, if <laughs> i did something wrong it will come out in the special counsel they will find the truth let them do it this is before he ruined the 21-year-old's dress, which even this piece of scum couldn't hide from. But in the middle of what really should have put him away was the fact that he cheated hundreds of old people out of their life savings, stole the money, and produced absolutely nothing, and then became the president. You're lucky it's only as bad as it is. ...at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First... I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. And that's what makes it not valid. It is political persecution by a corrupt Democrat mafia member. You're not justice. You don't represent the justice system. You represent the corruption in it. You are the systemic problem. You and your cohorts. And even the crack smoker and the dimwit who can't blink. And a tramp vice president. You 
are the problem with the government. And as long as you sit there, it has zero credibility. Now, you'll misuse it and you will prosecute your enemies because that's what a third world corrupt gangster does. But under no circumstances are you impressing anyone. I mean, I understand those stupid, willful slaves that vote for you just want in on your scam, and they don't really care about this kind of scandal. This just makes them jealous. But among good people, among American people, people who believe in right and wrong, you're a piece of garbage. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as... No, 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 you're right. You don't take it lightly. You've been trying to do this ever since you were thrown on the curb, ever since you were put up for the nomination of the Supreme Court justice and you were crying in the Rose Garden, ever since you got put on the sidewalk like you should be. And in 20 years, ferret face, all that they will remember is my nickname for your ugly ass. Alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when they... No, that's exactly what you'll do, stupid. You will stand by because your FBI is the one that sat a quarter of a mile away from Mike Madigan's social club that he called a campaign office. Your FBI is the one that sat there. Well, police officers were turned into lackeys for Ed Burke, and they drive him to Rush Street with his hooker in the car. Your FBI is the one that sat there and did nothing as a great city was turned into a gangster social club called Chicago. Not to mention all the other hell holes around. They all have the same problem. All the FBI offices are a quarter of a mile away from the Democrat bosses, the real head of the families. Their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI... Wait, wait, you mean, should we just attack the FBI agents that were going to go to the parents' houses who spoke up at the school meetings? Are those the good ones? Should we go after the FBI agents who the ones who got Martha Stewart for lying but could never find anything in Madigan's history or any of his law partners or any of the allegations of shakedowns by the aldermen in Chicago or whatever happened to ComEd who bribed the Democrat mafia for 30 years? Anybody go to jail for that? Oh, no, the, they, they, they settled... And who got the money? Oh, the government. The same government that settled, that, that, that scored, made the score of a corruption. This whole damn thing is more evidence of why this administration should be locked away. And the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. No. Wrong. I am. I am. You know what else is funny? If you watch this, Squirrel, because I didn't want to have the whole speech of this lying, ferret-faced fraud. They cannot say Trump's name. Did you notice that? The Democrats cannot say Trump's name. Uh, uh, Dick Cheney's the fruit of his loins. The rather portly Liz Cheney can't say Trump's name. Adam Kinzinger only says it when he wants to raise money for his PAC. A sitting congressman with a PAC. A bust out. Punk that never had a job. His big score is 175K a year. Worth 7 million. Nobody can tell me how. Boy, did the FBI investigate any of that? Did the FBI look into Pelosi? Not to mention, how does she become worth hundreds of millions of dollars? Where's the FBI, ferret face? They're running cover because she's a Democrat. You're a Democrat. Clinton was a Democrat. This moron with dementia, a Democrat. Even the crack-smoking bagman for China and Ukraine, Democrat. Where's the Justice Department? Where's the computer? Oh, you lost it. 
like some Ecuadorian sheriff department, you piece of dung. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety. While Poppycock, stop wrapping your bull dung in a flag, you fool nobody. Maybe your wife. She doesn't look too bright. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. He's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I know why. President Obama has made his choice for the new Supreme Court Justice to replace the late Antonin Scalia. Today I am nominating Chief Judge... Merrick Brian Garland to join the Supreme Court. Merrick Judge Garland Brian is 63 Brian. years old and graduated Harvard Law School. Ooh, and then he was appointed by the scum of all scum. Let's turn to Whitewater. This week, the uh, Whitewater special prosecutor, Mr. Starr, got a federal judge to extend the life of that uh, grand jury uh, looking into the Whitewater case. He says there's extensive uh, evidence of obstruction of justice. Uh, it- That's when you got clout. You got all the judges in high places, you know, like federal places. And they can squash all the reality of crime you did it when, before you were governor. When you were the AG, I think Bill Clinton was the AG of Arkansas. Back when MENA, Arkansas, became the drug capital of the world. Oh, it's all true. Huh. You don't fool me, ferret face. Mitchell displains. Hey, Sean. Uh, first of all, keep in mind that you got COINTELPRO that was established by J. Edgar Hoover in 1956 that goes all the way to 71. And by the way, J. Edgar Hoover looked the other way when the mafia, when he was taking uh, Johnny Roselli over to his track to fix spaces. But I digress. The, 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 the FBI has free will to do whatever they want. And the reality is this recent happening took place because they got nowhere with January 6th. This is a red herring. They had two years, and it's so you find it really compulsive and compelling that they all of a sudden have what I call probable cause after two years after he leaves office. Their goal is this, Sean, to keep Trump on the front center of every page and every media backed by the FBI and Operation Shamrock. And I'll tell you another thing, Mitchell. They're using Trump as a stalking horse to shore up the support for the blinkless, dementia-ridden senior citizen that they're pretending is president. Because the corruption of the sun, everybody, Democrats are knowing this. The corruption of of the scam with the Ukrainian oligarchs, the corruption of China and how every policy benefits them, how every policy destroys the American citizen and the value of his wealth, they're onto it. What's the one thing that could unite them? That one thing is the name they refuse to say. Donald Trump. But in the meantime, what you're witnessing is prima facie evidence of our corrupt government, corrupt, where they can target anybody on just their politics. Trump, what Trump did, ironically, is hire all Democrat lawyers to do all of the tax things that they're accusing him of in New York. That's why this means nothing. But what they are doing is trying to drag him even further through the mud. They don't understand. All you're doing is showing up support for Trump. You're sure you're shoring up the, the, the welfare roaches and the scum gangsters that are in your mafia. Now we're going to have to see if they're able to steal the election the way they did the last time. Thank you, Mitchell. I appreciate the call. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. 
Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, Rich. How are you? Listen, uh, this Garland, uh, all he talks about is the rule of law, and no one is above the law, right? Yeah. But yet, uh, he tells the American people that, but yet he picks and chooses who he wants to uh, go after. And right now it's Trump. And thank God this guy wasn't... Uh, uh, on the Supreme Court, because we'd really be in trouble. Aside from who he's going after, what isn't he going after? See, that's what I find more interesting. What he's not going after is the obvious shakedowns, the obvious briberies, the obvious kickbacks and play-to-pay schemes of every Democrat gangster called the Democrat hierarchy in every hellhole across this country. He's running cover for him in the same way he was put in to run cover for Clinton and Whitewater. That scandal alone it's just through ignorance that people, and that's the real scandal. The intern molesting is despicable and disgusting and par for the course. But he defrauded seniors out of money. And he got elected for it. It's disgusting. But that's what Democrats are. Disgusting. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Slugger. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Listen, you remember Whitewater, you Craig? You remember it? Oh, yeah. Nobody oh, yeah. even talks about it anymore. It's one thing when I watched her destroy pantsuits as she pretended to go around and, and run for president. Nobody mentioned it. It's astonishing to me. Rose Law Firm, the oldest law firm in Arkansas, she stole the documents, shredded them, stole them all. They caught her with them in her car. These guys that went to prison are because of covering up that. And she walks away with it. It's unbelievable. And she could only do it. If she had very strategic power and the clout to circumvent it. Don't forget where that bimbo is from. She's from Park Ridge. I wonder if she ever dealt with Ferret Face. I'd like to know. Because they're all interwoven through the Olinsky communist mafia here in Chicago. Hey, uh, Sean. I think you I are. Sp- Hello. Yeah, you're Hey, there. Sean. Yeah. Okay. You are spot on about that whole uh, Clinton uh uh, yeah. by, uh, crime family and everything. But hey, listen, what I wanted to bring up is something that I haven't heard enough. I haven't heard a thing about this. You had about 30 of these uh, so-called agents go into the house there. They're in there for about nine and a half hours. In that. Okay. Nobody could be in the room with them. Now, uh, a good portion of them didn't have the FBI marker on their uh, coats. They were just black coats, okay? They had these big knapsacks, okay, loaded with something. So w- nobody could be in there. They got these big knapsacks full of something. I think they're in there taking plant and all kinds of... Uh, you know what would be great? Uh, I thought uh, about it. Of course, it's the first thing I thought about. Forget about grabbing evidence. You're planting it. But you know what would be great? Yes. And I wouldn't put it past in, uh, audio. I've been to Mar-a-Lago. There's pictures of Trump on every wall. He has pictures of himself in his house. It's insanity. It's great. I love it. You know what would be awesome? Is if he has every room surveilled himself, just because he likes to walk, watch Melania walk around in high heels and whatnot. I think that would be great. <laughs> wouldn't it be something if he had on video... The FBI really abusing power? I'd love that. This is going to unfold. It's going to be fun. Let's have it together. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I mean, it's a... It's a flaw with humanity, this idea that we look past this because we're just too ignorant or too lazy to focus on it. At the time, it was an amazing scandal. 280 acres, hundreds of thousands of dollars absconded and frauded, mainly seniors, literally selling land that was inaccessible, didn't have plans. They were selling homes on it. 
It's astonishing, man. And it's just normal. And they got promotions. Government is the only place in the world where you can hire just absolute notorious scumbags. And somehow they sit there as if they're authorities. And I'm specifically talking about Merrick Garland. Why else would the Clintons appoint him as a judge? They were embroiled in a major scandal. Are we just not supposed to talk about that? And are we supposed to pretend that this person represents justice? There is a report out in the BBC. There is a report out in in, uh, the Indian News, in World One News Network, and along with I don't know how many other agencies in Canada, that only 30% of the weapons we're sending to Ukraine are making it to 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 the front. Where's the other 70%? You're sending in excess of $60 billion. Nobody knows where the money is. Where's the money? And he's going to go after Trump and Mar-a-Lago? Justice? Justice? Not to mention the littered scandals. Just take a look at O'Hare Airport right there. That sewer O'Hare. Take a look at the Jane Byrne. What are you kidding me? Now you're just so used to the scam, you don't even give a rip anymore. 14 years, all the nonsense. I mean, they know you're going to lose interest and you understand it is an organized syndicate of corruption. That's how now we're used to it. And that's how they can come out and tout their failure. And this dimwit in diapers who has never been president for a week in a row goes on vacation after he took 10 days off. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, Reaper, get me out of this. Mark, Chicago. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good, Mark. Uh, I just want to know, uh, when we ever, we're, I'm a Chicago police, and wherever we have interaction with people, we, especially doing a search warrant, everybody has to have their uh, body-worn camera activated. Every member in the house has to have an eye when we go through, do everything. Did the feds do that? Did they have that uh, working for them? Here's the saddest thing I'm ever going to say to you. We'll never really get the full story. We will get oh, a, no, I, yeah. a, we'll get a version of it. They'll show one mope with the camera on meandering around the pool looking for Melania's thong. And what's really going on, we have no idea. My understanding originally I, I don't was, even know if they're required, though. I don't know if they're required to wear them or not. I don't, I don't they know. Should, uh, <laughs> I mean, you would think so. But then again, they're so close to the center of corruption, they're beyond oversight. They're like the Fed. Yeah. Who knows what the hell they do all day? Do we have any phone yeah. calls that go on between the, the, the heads of the Fed? You know, that's all our money. I want to know what they're talking yeah. about on the phone. Do we have any recorded calls? Yet, if you talk to a bank teller, that, that's recorded. Is the Fed chairman, yeah. do they have their lines recorded? See, you know this, Mark. You're from Chicago. When you get enough clout, enough power, when you're heavy enough, you can do whatever you want. we got two sitting Cook County judges right now presiding over cases. They're in an investment group with Ed Burke. I mean, you want to talk about laughable. Laughable, brother. So stay safe and don't get I'm going to tell you what I tell my nephew. Don't get out of the fracking car. Take it easy, man. Yeah, I only got nine weeks left. So I'm oh, Mark, stay <laughs> safe. Are you kidding right, me? Drive buddy. around. All right, take care of yourself, <laughs> right, brother. Thank you. Can you imagine being a cop right now in that sewer? In that sewer where not only are the criminals looking to kill you, look, uh, what's her name? Peanut Head Fox is looking to charge you with a crime. Yeah. Call me when you got a crime. Go ahead. I'll be right there, you idiots. Dan in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, Dan, how are you? Hey, good, good. So those law firms where the Clintons cut their teeth. Let's not forget <laughs> selling, selling the Lincoln bedroom. Let's not selling access to uh, military secrets. How about selling 
plutonium or uranium. Uranium one. That right there. Yeah. So now we're we're in a cold war, right? We're not. It's getting hotter. I got. I have a clip. I want you to hear about Russia. What they're doing right now with the sanctions. They're shutting off oil to Germany. The whole nine yards. It's, it's splendid. It's phenomenal. And the the bombs that they're threatening us with and the rest of the world with, Hillary, the Duchess of Chaffington Clinton, brokered the deal. She said, "Okay, God, God go ahead." And a big campaign contribution. They flew Bill over there. And they pretended he gave a speech and they wrote him a check for half a million. Then they flew him around to another one, another half a million. They paid him off. You think Bill Clinton made one of those speeches? And can you ever, do you ever listen to a half a million dollar speech? What's that sound like? Terrible. Terrible. But don't forget the one last thing. What's that? Is him leaving the White House, getting on Epstein's jet. I'm thinking, wait a minute, who is this guy Epstein? This is back in what, the 80s? And now we know who Epstein was. No, 2000, you, back in 2000. 2000 or whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, but, but they're original mafia. And then oh, they yeah. just taught. They just and you taught know who Obama was on Epstein's jet in a Speedo, couldn't wait to hit the beach? The judge who signed the search warrant. It's all one big band of scumbags, and we ain't in on it. Thank God. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, if... Uh... Biden was the perfect president for the Steels. Don't you think a uh, disgruntled, uh, you know, so, uh, Supreme Court candidate would have been the perfect uh, attorney general for the Steel? I love it. I love it. He's got the same look on his face his wife does on Sunday morning. Just aggravated. No idea what the hell's going on and willing to lie about it. It's all disgusting and despicable. But it's open. And let me tell you something. You don't think that these people who were on the fence... These, these new Americans are watching this and can figure out what's going on. Everybody can. Foreign countries are talking about this. We're a joke in Australia. We're a joke in Canada. You think they're talking about justice? Everybody knows what Joe Biden is. Hey, FBI. Hey, morons with your side parts and your cheap suits. Where's the laptop? Oh, I lost it. I lost it. Like a Guatemalan corrupt pot-bellied sheriff. Morons. Mike in Chicago. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. The uh, Daily Mail is reporting an interview that they, they had with Eric Trump that the FBI had ordered them to turn the surveillance off, but they refused. The lawyers refused even when they were kicked out. So there's probably a bunch of uh, video surveillance that uh, the, pre- the president has, and I, I'm really I'm hoping they release it or at least have it in their back pocket. To, I hope so. Uh, jam I hope it down so the FBI's well. throat. Yeah, because, you know, here's what people forget. These FBI guys, you ever know anybody who worked in the FBI? I did. They're normal people. They're people. They have political leanings. They have feelings. They have emotions. And the bulk of them are Democrats. So I can't wait to see the, the surveillance video released of a bunch of Irish nerds running around with Melania's underwear on their head. Uh, Joe and Dundee. Yeah, Sean. Uh, well, the key mark uh, for the Democrats would be JFK, uh, who was a anti-communist, who dealt with... Uh, uh, what would JFK be called today, Joe? A uh, Republican? Yeah, a conservative Republican. <laughs> a conservative Republican. And not only that, here's a difference. There's a real difference. Um, back then, Democrats were able to point out the corruption of Joe Kennedy. Like when Republicans used to be able to point out the corruption of the Bush regime. Prescott Bush, Bush Sr. Now those days are gone. 
The problem I have is that we have been successfully played. Thank you for the call. We have been successfully played. Because right now, as apoplectic as I am, that this cover-up artist, Merrick Garland, ha has admitted that his political bias is on display and he's using the full force of government behind it. This shores up Democrats as much as it angers Republicans. And in the meantime, maybe somebody should really ask a question. Where's Joe Biden? Why is Hunter with him? Where'd they go? Wednesday? You left on Wednesday? Where'd you go? You haven't worked for two weeks. Where are you? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Unfit, impeach, corrupt, foreign apparatchik. Pick your atrocity to invoke the 25th Amendment. Because I want to know why only 30% of the weapons and where in the hell is the money you sent over to the oligarchs in Ukraine? Where is it? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The good old Clintons. Yeah, I kind of, I'll tell you what though, I kind of miss him a little bit. Just a little bit intern molester that he was and the only american that everybody male and female completely understood why he cheated on his wife he did have some policies that were much better than the modern day democrats all americans not only in the states most heavily affected but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country and you know the funny thing is we're not going to have to hear from that puggle daughter of theirs i don't know if you've ever seen her have you ever seen her Squirrel? Oh, she put the glee in ugly. She's got uh, cheeks like she's stuffing walnuts in them. And, uh, you know, did you ever see the dog Puggle? It's half Pug, half Beagle. Would have never made it if it wasn't for man's intervention. Same thing with uh, Chelsea Clinton. However, she's got a husband. You know what I'm very interested? I like to bet. You like to bet, Squirrel? I don't like to bet on grown men wearing costumes chasing balls, but I like to bet on political scandals. I do. I got a sneaky, sneaky suspicion. Chelsea Clinton's husband, talk about a guy that could focus on the real goal. His name is Mark Mezvinsky. Do you know what he does? Nobody does. He's worth $30 million that he admits to. He is the managing director, an American investor, of TPG Capital. I will bet you that TPG Capital is very invested in every company that this new bill is going to funnel money into for this green new boondoggle. You want to bet? Oh, you are smarter than you look. Not to mention, he's a prominent vice chairman of venture capital firm Social Capital. I wonder, I wonder if they have a big holding in all of these Internet media groups that are running cover and censoring information and news. I'll bet you another lunch. What do you say there? You could use lunch. I could see you. You're not half as big as most of the producers. I think, therefore, I am Jack Arlington Heights. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, Jack. How are you? All right. Uh, I'm just uh, thinking that uh, if you look at President Obama's uh, Illinois uh, House of Representatives election and campaign and his Illinois Senate campaign, uh, you'll see he took out his opponents Jack in the Ryan. same manner that, yes, they're, they're doing the same thing to Trump. Everything in the last seven years the attacks on President Trump, I got to think. 
President Obama's behind it. Trump did He's something. Has Trump has something? I, I I'll tell you what, Jack Ryan. If you've ever uh, investigated, you want to talk about a stellar human being. I uh, went to one of his original yep. fundraisers. I mean, a stellar human being. But Donald Trump has a, has some would call it an asset that uh, Jack Ryan didn't have. He doesn't care what other people think. Jack Ryan did. So when they attacked Jack Ryan, he, he recoiled, unfortunately, which I think was a huge mistake. And he went away. And I, it's, it's a loss for the people of Illinois because we all know what happened after Saul Alinsky's uh, protege won. But the reality is Trump also is a little bit smarter because in all of this skullduggery when Trump was a Democrat, who did he hire, Jack, to facilitate all of the corruption in his tax breaks in Chicago? Who did he hire for the tax breaks in New York? He hired all the Democrat mafia members. So they can't go after him too hard because you would realize how much money he gave all of the Democrat mafia members. In fact, it was Ed Burke who was his lawyer. The pimp of Rush Street. Thank you very much. So they can't push too hard because they'll expose exactly what they are. Two-bit gangsters. If, as you say, there is nothing there, Mr. President, how can so many reputable, respected professionals keep pressing on with this? Well, that's your characterization, not mine. You don't uh, think Mr. Starr is, is a reputable person? No, I didn't say that. I said that was your characterization. Well, this thing's you been going on. Love it. Lie right to your face, get you a cup of coffee, have you smiling, then buy you a lap dance. At least Bill Clinton had character. These new ferret-faced rat Democrat bastards, they have no character at all. Safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. Yeah, they're a Wrong. peach. You're a peach, everybody. You want to talk about a government with no integrity? It's simple. It's a Democrat-run government. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's interesting when you really think about it, as you go back through history, see how tyrants have taken over nations. It's always through the bastardization of language. Before you know it, you'll be calling Marxists, communists, socialists, and fascists liberal, like we do in this country. That chain needs to be broken. Where will it be broken? In my opinion, it must be broken with the youth in this country. The people that are older are, have been doing this very thing of calling tyrants liberal. Collectivist societies always focus on the bastardization of language. I'm looking very forward to discussing this with my next guest, who has had a very hard time getting a reservation for the last six years. Her name is Sharice Trump. She is the Speech First's executive director. You can see her writings all over, everywhere, but mainly Heritage Foundation, along with the American Conservative, Washington Examiner, Washington Times, and Town Hall. Sharice, thank you for joining me. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on, John. How hard has it been for you to get a reservation? Do you uh, just say this is Sharice <laughs> Trump, and do you hope they don't spit in your food? How does it work? Yeah, 
exactly. We uh, typically, uh, if we can avoid, put our last name um, on the reservation usually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it really depends, you know, <laughs> where you are. Well, the thing of it is, is the way that we got to this balkanization in society is really through corruption of our language. I feel this way. And it is through destroying the idea of free speech where now you have people who are in fear to push back against lies, against fascism, against totalitarianism. Now you're controlling the speeches and or the speech. And where do you do that? It's always with the youth. And this is what I'm seeing. So I'm excited about your program. And I'm more curious of how you see it changing and if you see it changing. Yeah, yeah. So our organization, um, we we litigate on behalf of our student members against the universities that violate their free speech rights. But we also educate students on campuses, you know, what their legal rights are. We advocate for their free speech rights when we can. We put out research reports and write model legislation. And so we've had a lot of experience in various aspects of this issue. And what we've noticed is it's something that is getting worse, but it's not for the reasons you would think. So it's not getting worse because um, because all of a sudden there's more liberals or more far-left progressives on campus, because that's always kind of been the case, right? So it's getting worse because, as you said, we're kind of letting administrators get away with a lot, and we're not holding them accountable. We're not holding universities accountable. No one's really calling them out or making them financially responsible and giving them any repercussions um, for various policies that are pretty hidden until students have to get reported on. And I can go into what those policies are, but the other reason I want to point out is is it's not just the administrators, it's also the students themselves that we worry about. Because a lot of the students are very complacent and very afraid to speak up because they fear reputational harm. They fear that it will affect them in their work. The far left has done a fantastic job putting everyone in a state of fear because they have made it so consequential to speak up and to express your opinions and your ideas and your political ideas, especially if you're conservative. We've made it so consequential for for folks because they'll get they'll make sure you get fired. You know they'll dox you. They'll tell people where you live, and so yeah. this is something they have absolutely been doing. And students are very in tune with it, which makes it much more difficult for them to stand up on campus. You know, Sharice, this is really our fault. I've watched this through my life. I remember I'm old, um, but I remember in the '70s as we started to see the movement of socialism, the movement of Marxism, and the American version of Soviets start to hide behind this word liberal. And I only watched one or two people, Milton Friedman comes to mind, constantly push back and remind people, I don't even like to be called a conservative. I'm not a conservative. I don't want to conserve anything. I'm a liberal. I'm an American liberal, me. I don't want to force anyone to do a damn thing. I think you should have unfettered free speech, unfettered individual liberty. I don't think you should be forced to cooperate with anything you don't want to go into. And I think you should be forced to use your judgment in every aspect. Are and what universities more people? Yeah, what? yeah I, was, I mean, what, what universities do is they take advantage of students not knowing their constitutional rights and their legal rights. Because what you just described, we almost have that legally in this country. We have a very liberal free speech policy in this country compared to any other country in the world. And most students don't know that. They think hate speech is illegal. They think biased speech should be illegal. And so this is something that universities feed off of. And they set that standard and no one really questions them because students don't know any better. Because as you mentioned, all K through 12, they're not getting great civics education. No one's really sitting them down and teaching them about their constitutional rights. And so that's something that really does follow them when they don't have that 
basic knowledge about what the fundamental laws are in this country, what their rights are, that follows them all the way through and they get completely taken advantage of. You know, this is why I thought there was such an opportunity through the atrocity that was perpetrated, ironically, by by a Republican president in shutting down the American society. I thought there was a great opportunity for young people such as yourself and institutions such as Heritage, along with many others, to offer an absolute online schooling option for people. Because I, I uh, I have older kids, but all of my friends... We were lucky enough to be from a very strong neighborhood. We were able to interact with our children in it and their friends to embody these principles in them. So I'd like to think that it wasn't just me. It was all the other fathers and mothers that did this. But if we don't have a way to do that, we're going to lose the argument because what you're seeing in a society, and in particular with children, they want to please adults. They will give right. away their freedoms. You've already seen it. And they will start to argue within the confinements of collectivism. Mm-hmm. And how do we get this back if no one's going to step forward? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the main ways is, is litigation and bringing lawsuits against universities. And, you know, some of these universities, actually many of them, we, so we just launched a research report called, uh, on bias, we call bias reporting systems just this, this last spring. And we looked at over 800 universities, private and public, and found that 56% of them have these bias reporting systems. And what these are is they're... Um, there where administrators will solicit reports anonymously from students on one another and on their professors that are on anything such as like a bias incident. And these bias incidents can be defined by the university however they want. Most of the time they list off examples such as microaggressions, sometimes offending, offending someone's political affiliation will be considered a bias incident. Um, offending someone generally can be considered that. Hate, hate can speech you believe can be this? considered Can you even yeah, believe jokes, what you're saying? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And the fact that this is listed on school policies on many of their campuses and, you know, students typically are, you know, they don't always read the student handbooks very closely. But when they find out about these policies because they've been reported or because their fellow students have been reported or maybe they do eventually read the handbook, they're going to see these and be like, well, I can't. I basically just can't say anything without potentially having to get reported by a fellow student. Um, and they will be anonymous. So basically the students are running wild reporting each other because they know they're never going to get um, their names are never going to be brought up in the issue. So the, when the students are accused, they're oftentimes investigated for it. They get an email from the dean, and they have to go in, and sometimes they have to write an apology letter to whomever. They don't know who accused them, or they'll have to go through diversity training. So this is some oh. serious sick stuff. And, you know, when I say litigation, you know, we, we have launched a lot of lawsuits against universities that have bias reporting teams, the more formalized, insidious version of these. But even the ones that are kind of more, more spread thin than that, it's still pretty scary just thinking about, you know, when you look back to, like, East Germany and you had neighbors reporting on each other. And just this environment, students are encouraged to do this and think this way. It's, it's nauseating to somebody who loves the principles of America. I remember in the 60s mm-hmm. when the, then they were referred to as hippies, where um, we're suing so that they could swear. And they wanted to say their own words. They didn't want to be regulated. And they were very successful in suing state schools on the basis of freedom of speech. Here we are, fast forward 50 years, and the exact opposite is happening where we are witnessing Congress people, the Speaker of the House, talk about how free China is, where you're seeing mm-hmm. law bastardized and used as a spear of the, of the fascist, of the, of the controlling government. 
And I'm wondering, as you have to turn to your abuser, that's what our legal system has become, in my opinion, but I'm from Chicago. We have two sitting Cook County judges who are on an investment group with an alderman under indictment. This is the norm here, and that's how mm-hmm. they view it. So the judicial system, in my opinion, is beyond corrupt. How is your litigation turning out? I'm curious. Yeah, so we've, we've won a number of cases at the circuit level. Uh, we've, we've won against the University of Michigan um, and the University of Texas, Austin, and we just recently won against the University of Central Florida and the 11th Circuit, all on the bias reporting team issue. And that's something that was recognized by the judges as chilling student speech. You know, when they know about these policies, they actively stop themselves from speaking about their political ideas or about their opinions on issues because they're afraid that it will send someone to the point where they'll get reported and investigated. And that is an absolute violation of their First Amendment rights. But we've also sued on harassment policies. And we just recently won a case um, against the University of Houston, actually, at the district level, um, because they have, a lot of universities have these harassment policies. They're not necessarily Title IX. They just kind of call them harassment policies, but really they call the, you know, it's anything that the school considers harassment or discrimination that they that isn't looped into the federal Title IX standard. And they'll list off very similar things that I just mentioned earlier, like joking and stereotyping and microaggressions and hate and bias speech, all as forms of harassment. And so when students are accused of, you know, maybe saying an inappropriate joke or maybe saying something that someone else considered a stereotype of them, then all of a prison. sudden, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden they can get reported for harassment, which is a serious accusation. So we sued the University of Houston on this and we won. And it was very, um, it was a very successful win because we actually um, got the university to pay a $30,000 fee as well, which is, un- you know, unusual because oftentimes you don't get to- for, get to see them suffer those tangible consequences that are so important for them to not want to go back to these old policies. What are the citizens' rights in suing the government for the way in which we're seeing certain laws and regulations named and bills passed under the names? They're, they're completely false. Like, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. The Affordable Care Act. I want to sue the government. They passed something called the Affordable Care Act. What it did is raise insurance premiums 400%, eliminated. It also raised uh, uh, the, the insurance for, by doctors, OBGYNs. Their insurance went up all in the law. Yet this law hides like a Trojan horse under something called Affordable Care Act. It's not affordable, and it's proven itself. We have 12 years of it being the exact opposite. Can I sue the government? So that's a very tricky situation. Um, it's not that there isn't a path there, but you need a relatively friendly DOJ um, to, the, to the concern. Uh, I would say, you know, our organization is a membership organization. So we, uh, so when our student members' speech rights are violated, we can kind of step in and say, well, we have membership here, and this is something that we're protecting, similar to like the ACLU or the, the NAACP. And that's that's also what keeps us uh, or allows us to keep the student names anonymous as well, because a lot of times, like a- I said. Sharice, yeah. I'm not interested in anonymous. I want to be my name versus this corrupt mafia government. I can't wait to be my, have my name there. Like, think about it. Let your mind run wild. Climate change. I want to sue them. Climate, of course, it's weather, you stupid son of a gun. How about Social Security? Let's go crazy. Let's sue them. What do you say, Sharice? Yeah, it's so tricky. I mean, look, I'm all there with you. It's very, very much false advertising. Uh, you know, it's just something that, that you could try to pursue. But, you know, these are powerful institutions. It, they're not they're not going to be easy to take down all at once like that. You have to chip away at them slowly. And that's kind of what we're focusing on at Speech First is just kind of chipping right. away at these institutions. 
slowly. But it is, you know, I, I definitely get with what you're saying, and and it, it's only if only we had an efficient enough system, right? Oh, <laughs> it, at least we could push back against this abuse rather than be victimized. But here's the good news: I'm a terrible slave. I love when I find people who are also terrible slaves. One thing I could say about Cherise Trump, she's a terrible slave. And I really like your organization because you're teaching kids how to be terrible slaves as well. I really, I appreciate you. Where can the people go to find out more information about your organization? Yeah, sure. Uh, visit speechfirst.org. You can sign up to become a member and keep up with what we're doing. We also have a freshman orientation tip line that we just launched this week. Um, you know, we've noticed that there's a lot of this indoctrination attempt takes place uh, right when the students enter campus during their freshman orientation. So we encourage students who are listening or parents of students uh, to send in the information, the slide decks, the videos, the PDFs that you are you are receiving, and let us know what they're talking to you about. That is something that we are very, very interested in exposing to the public, because we know these institutions are not transparent, and they actively try to avoid FOIA requests. So <laughs> this now is just something we would love to Before about. I let you go, because I want you to come back on, especially for those people who have kids right. going to college, I want you to hear something, if you don't mind. Yeah. And today I want to talk about on the minds and today I want to talk about minor attracted persons you may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons sometimes abbreviated to maps instead of the more commonly used term pedophile now see I want to sue every dimwit that has the audacity to repeat that that is insane to me I called this a few, a little like about five or six years ago. I said, you know, the way things are going, I, it would not surprise me if down the road they start trying to defend pedophiles. And you know what? We're there. And it's, it's really disgusting and it's really abhorrent. And, you know, we need to call them out on that for sure. Sharice Trump, Speech First's executive director. You can find her at speechfirst.org. Thank you so much. Please come back. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, of the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Not as bad as it could be. Ortega and Nicaragua tearing down churches. Could be worse. Same ideology, same corruption, same mindset of stupidity that votes for it. Could be worse. Christine Palos Park. Yeah, hi, Sean. Hi, um, thanks for taking take my call. I'm also a, a really bad slave. Um, yeah, so much sure. so that on my 50th birthday, I'll be starting law school in Chicago. Um, and You'll I, be doing what in Chicago? I missed, I missed what you said. I'm sorry. All right, starting law school. Oh, good um, for you. Yeah, so... Um, and my, my whole goal is to be able to be on the inside of the system to try to fight the corruption. I totally agree with you. Chicago is a steward in terms of their politics and the mafia. But um, what do you what do you think is the best way to go about fighting that? Moving. The citizens, <laughs> the citizens like it. The citizens bend knee to it. The citizens not only allow it, they want in on it. And for you to be 50 years old and go to law school, why wouldn't you go somewhere that appreciates you, that deserves you? That's my understanding. And I'll tell you why, how you come to this conclusion. The opposition to the corruption doesn't even run candidates. Doesn't even run them in Chicago. Done. Over with. Right. Hundred years of Democrats kiss the ring, sit there while the, the sons of the capo aldermen go into lobbying, 
guaranteeing corruption spreads another 20 years. And none of those kids get indicted. None of them get investigated by the FBI or audited by the IRS. So they have the protection of a corrupt government. And you think you being a law school, you have a better chance of them converting you into a Mercedes Marxist that lives in Winnetka than you do of them uh, of, of winning that argument. You're 50 years old. You come down to a decent state. You become a lawyer. You make a ton of money, and you keep it because these states are run fiscally responsible, and most of them are tax-free. So Tennessee, Florida, pick one. You could pick a, a, a ton of them. But here's the thing. I had this conversation with a dear friend of mine who wants me to get involved and help uh, Illinois Republicans. And what you have is the acceptance by the citizens, and you have the people that recognize it, the producers that said, I'm out of here. It's the number one state people are leaving. 330,000 people left in the, like the last two years or year and a half. Who do you, those aren't Democrats that left. Those are people like me and you. So when you're wallowing in it this bad, where you have Lori Lightfoot show arrogance. Mayor, like off topic this. if we could. Um, another person has joined the race uh, to challenge you, another member of city council. Um, with the field continuing to grow, there are political observers who think this is uh, you know, a suggestion that you are vulnerable. Do you feel vulnerable with all these people jumping in the race? No. She's right. She's going to be the mayor again. And that's the way it is because she sits atop a crime syndicate where people just want to work their way up rather than tear it down. Nobody wants to tear it down. And that's, that's your biggest problem. I mean, you sound like a wonderful lady. You're 50. You're a little younger than me. How much time we really got left, me and you? Well, we got 20 years before we're walking around like Biden, staring into the wilderness, can't get our coat on, defecating ourselves in our trousers. Ah, live the last couple of years of your life in a good spot rather than walking around like Joe Biden. Thank you. What do you think of that? Uh, Kevin Austin, Texas. Yeah, Sean, I want to encourage Christine. To, uh, to fight in any way she Let's can. Let's just be clear. From Austin, Texas, days, Christine. See, I at least give you the honest days. advice. Let a guy in Texas tell you how to be a good Chicagoan. Yeah, All let right, a guy proceed. in Florida tell you what's going on. Proceed. I tell him to come and join me. Yeah, and I tell people who can't move, in 30 days, uh, early voting is going to start. In less than 90 days, the election. Do what you can now to fight, All to right. get a Republican elected. uh, Which kind of Republican? Do what you can. You got you got Bailey. Good Republican on the ballot. How many Republicans? Wait a minute. I'll let you talk. How many scum Illinois Republicans? Wait a minute. Scum supported Richard Irvin. You don't hear that name. How many scum lawyers like the one the head of the GOP with the narrow shoulders, the pencil neck, the giant head, and the sexually frustrated women in his life? How many lawyers like that? Got the money, and now what are they going to do? They're going to run anybody? No, they're going to pocket the money. Scum of the earth. So you're going to get one of those Republicans to run? See, here's the real skinny. The so Republicans that re- remain there, the 50% of the Republicans that remain there are just so as scummy as the Democrats. Democrat so let's vote for a Democrat or don't do anything. Order my pillow, not with you when they're in the phone. And then when the election comes after the election, just roll over and bite that my pillow. No, no, no. You, gotta you come and you shore up Texas so that Kevin out. gets to live in a free state. You shore up Florida. You shore up Tennessee. Sewers that would elect a trust fund butter-handed grandson of Abe Pritzker get what they deserve. 
Like all of the, the people who vote Democrat, you get what you deserve. Like the never Trumpers. Like the, what are they called? The minor attracted people of the Lincoln Republicans. All the scum that told you Trump was the worst thing. Right now, they get what they deserve. Guys like me and you were robbed. We got cheated. But the guys who sat complacent, they get what they deserve. Like Tom in Deer Park. Hi, Tom. Hi, Sean. Hey, thank you for taking my call. In the previous segment, I, I heard something we can finally agree on. And you said you're not a conservative and that you're a liberal. But I know we both believe language is important. Uh, it seems to me, and I love you, buddy, but from four to seven, you come across as a right-wing fever swamper to me, not a liberal. No, no, no. But here's the thing. If you could elaborate. I'm coming across that to you. Why? Because I, I, I rail against Biden. Is that why you say that? No, the conspiracy theories. Oh, the conspiracy. I, I rail against Biden, too. You, I yeah. was laughing now, when you're talking about now here's all the, the thing, comments Tom. you made. You I laughed out loud I correctly describe, describe you as a never-Trumper. It's what you are. You sat on your ass like a bum during this last election. You did nothing. I never said I sat on nothing. You, you sat know on that. your ass. Who'd you vote I, for? Wrong, wrong, wrong. Who'd you vote for? I voted third party. I oh, voted third party. That's, it's you even dumber. That. So would you vote for a guy like, uh, what was the guy that ran for governor to change his name? The Johnny Cash, what the hell was his name? That was all upset because of his uh, his his divorce. You vote for one of these guys, or like McAvee that murdered his neighbor. You I vote voted, for that dummy. I voted Republican in my whole you could life. You stand Sean. up against. You could stand Sean. up against the fascism, or you get what you deserve. You're a never Trumper, and you get what you deserve. And then you hide guess. behind virtue. Oh, I'm a I'm a liberal. No, no, no. I'm the liberal. I argued against Trump policies I didn't agree with, and still will. In fact, I had hoped to be doing that now. And then I identify thievery of an election that you refuse to because you're a willful slave. But after all, you're the virtuous never-Trumper. Now wallow in it, dummy. And that's the other thing. I don't want those scumbags in Florida either. Only the good people who know they were cheated. Like Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, Chuck from Dullivan, uh, a couple different things real quick. I am going to be endorsed by Donald Trump. Wow. I wasn't supposed to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, if you look at Ballopedia, you'll see there's two other people, a Democrat and a Republican, and then you'll see my name. Uh, and this is uh, exciting. Anyway, I was talking, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm being backed by Elon Musk, and uh, I wanted to tell you something. Uh, I was talking to him a week and a half ago, and he said he wanted to buy the FBI, and Bill and Hillary Clinton wouldn't sell it to him. <laughs> so, I love it. Right. Congressman, so, are, you know, let me ask you a question. Are you going to trim that thing down to one of those GQ beards where you look? Okay, like so what I did was hair? this. I'm not, no, I'm not trimming my beard because every time I go for a Santa Claus commercial, they ask me to trim three to four inches off of it, and I say, no, I'm you not going like to do that. You look like a homeless guy in California every time I see you. You're not going to tighten it up? I know, I know, but you, guess what? I ended up beating out 183 Santa Clauses. They cast it in Chuck, uh, L.A., Chuck. New York, Chicago. Santa Claus is and, a German. And I beat out 183 Santa Clauses to do the Oreo cookie commercial five mm-hmm. years ago. They flew me to Richmond, Virginia, two days of work, $17,500. I'm not trimming my beard. He's I a will fat, wash the egg out of it, though. Listen to me. He's a fat German socialist, pot-bellied bastard that works one month out of the year. Stop modeling yourself after that German socialist. There is no Santa Claus. There is a Chuck from Dullivan. I'll run for Congress. John Lincoln, what? Sean, unbelievable. I am so happy that you told Tom from Deer Park off. That guy gets on my last nerve in the morning, in the afternoon. I don't know what his problem is. I find those guys fun, though. They're fun because they they think they're winning. They're so far behind 
they think they're in the lead. That's what a never Trumper is. You know what? He's in the lead of his own mind. The yeah. guy's an idiot. I yeah. work in Deer Park. Love to meet him somewhere just to see what if he's he actually really a nice guy. I know Tom. Is I know Tom. He's actually a nice guy. He's dumb as they come. He's married to the idea. He's a never Trumper. See, this is an interesting thing to watch. They hate the man so much they abandon all their own principles. It's really fascinating to watch. And it's how you get a dimwit with dementia who's been a political bagman for the organized labor extortion mafia as president. The only way you could have got this imbecile in is because the character of Donald Trump was so divisive that some people said, all right, go ahead and cheat him. He didn't win by election. But even the Republicans in his own party, go ahead, cheat him. Go ahead. And they did nothing. All of it could have been stopped. It didn't happened there were not 81 million legitimate votes that were cast that was the example of how to steal an election shut it down for three and a half hours ballot harvesting you can't audit the vote every prison every infirmary every convalescent home every cemetery yeah yeah biden won sure he did and an idiot like tom and the never trumpers and the scum republicans like mitch mcconnell they're glad to see him go because he was disrupting their scams. Now, Tom isn't in on the scam, but Tom's just got a character flaw. He was so envious. There's something about Trump that makes people envious. They're covetous. They don't like his brashness. They don't like the open lies. I know he's fluffing property values. Come on, everybody knows that. Nobody thinks he's worth what he said he was worth. Nobody. Nobody thinks Melania's with him because she likes his jawline. We all get it. But they hate him so much, they have to, they have to go overboard. And that's the problem. You're, you're witnessing a real character issue, an ego, intellectual issue with uh, human beings, Americans, how they'd rather suffer through the corruption of the Biden administration than support Donald Trump. And they can't recognize the good he did. You know, you know the, the best foreign policy, and Tom will probably agree with that if he ever pulled his head out of his ass, the best foreign policy <laughs> president this country ever had was Donald Trump. Best one. But Tom Absolutely. doesn't like him. He doesn't like him. I don't like him. Well, you're a fracking moron. Thank you very much, John. 312-642-5600. He's a jackass. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. What a great song. Perry Rogers Park. Showing off for balance of nature money. Hi, Terry. Terry. All right, Terry's going to go back on hold. I don't know what happened to Terry. Mark Weiermiller, leave my honey bunny alone. Hey, Mark Weiermiller, man on the street here. I got a quick... Let's straighten it out. You're not my man on the street. That was Stephanie Trussell. You're just Mark Weiermiller here. Go ahead. All right. I was in CPAC. Everyone loves Trump. But they took a poll of who they thought was going to be the likely... Democratic nominee, and it's Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama, or Hillary Clinton. Uh, J.B. Pritzker got zero votes. Nobody in their right mind thinks he's going to run for president. So, what are your thoughts on that? Is he going to run for president? I think he's going to he's going to try, you know, but he's going to figure out that the rest of the country doesn't like a fat slob, butter-handed trust fund baby who never did anything and runs a state that's bankrupt. At least I hope. Is, but then again, are you really going to sell the Democrats with any integrity or dignity? Look at this; they have a dementia patient who cannot blink, whose son is a crackhead bagman. It's all he's ever done. And they get away with it. So to think that Pritzker, 
next to next to Biden. He looks like a, a fitness instructor. Go ahead. Well, he is up. You heard the new poll. He's up by 800. 800 pounds. That oh, boy, Mark. Leave my honey bunny alone, too, you freak. Stop bothering the girls. Uh, now it's time to go to some reality. Some real consequences of having the Democrats in power. Something that either the never-Trumpers didn't consider or simply didn't care. At a time when Germans are weathering high summer temperatures, this shop in Berlin has just sold its last electric heater. My fear is that there will be problems and we won't have heating. Maybe we won't even be able to take a hot shower. That's why I urgently need it. Do you know why, Squirrel? Because they are, they've implemented all of these new green agenda rules that the Biden administration just passed. They've already implemented all their zero and all that. And now, see, they like to get their oil and gas from Russia. He shut down the line. Rootin' tootin' Putin. Shut down the line. Vladimir Putin's song. In the meantime, they got a problem. gas supplies from Russia haven't just prompted citizens to look for alternatives. Over the past week, the government has refired shutters. You think that news is from Germany? That news is from the future here in America. It's what you're going to be doing. Thank the never-Trumper scum and the Democrats. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Americans are the only citizens in the world that are willing to give up their individual liberties and freedom. They cannot recognize that the balkanization we're witnessing in this country is following a blueprint, a schematic. That schematic is of all totalitarian, despotic hellholes around the world. That is to balkanize through group speech and eliminating the freedoms of the individual. It's getting harder and harder to find natural-born patriots. It seems to be the most patriotic Americans are people who fled those corrupt totalitarian hellholes, be they the Soviet Union, the Cuba paradise of communism, Venezuela, or now China. Those are going to be the Americans that save us because they understand what's at risk. People like my next guest, whose father was persecuted under Chinese culture revolution, suffered extreme poverty, broken family, devastated personal loss. He's an American now. He's actually a GOP candidate for Congress in Florida's 45th district. He's also an author, critical race theory and woke culture, America's dangerous repeat of Chinese culture revolution. His name is Mike Zhao. Mike, thanks for joining me. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. When you see an American Speaker of the House, which is as high as you can go as a representative in Congress, as a Congresswoman, person, whatever, talk about how free that the Chinese citizens are the freest in the world, that made my blood boil. What did it do to yours? 
Similarly, I was, you know, I, I was so disappointed. Actually, you know, uh, America is the freest country when I landed 30 years ago. Unfortunately, America is learning from China. The government, you know, is limiting our freedom of speech, also social media, big corporations. The Chinese Communist Party is responsible for what we can reasonably get a number on of 160 million people. Those people did nothing more than espouse individual freedom. I find this atrocity of the American government's cooperation with a communist country that imprisons, murders, and really steals the liberty and life of their citizens, I find this to be an atrocity. Are there enough Americans still left that feel the same way I do about colluding with totalitarian communism? You know, you're absolutely right. I think uh, America should stand up against authoritarian regime. Uh, very importantly, America also should rise up against the, like, uh, the, you know, our government, our local corporations, our social media, you know, whoever limiting our freedom, you know, our political freedom, our economic freedom, our uh, individual rights. So that's something we should rise up to fight against. Do communist politicians give money to American politicians for any other reason than bribery? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. The only thing they want to do is advance their agenda, right? Which, which is dominating the world. And their, their agenda is party first. Their agenda is the expansion of the communist ideology. It does explain why they have such a friendly rapport with American Democrats, doesn't it? Uh, exactly, exactly. They use like donations, briberies, you know, a lot of things. Like Hunter Biden is a great example of his scandal. But unfortunately, it's been covered up by our social media and World Corporation, even the FBI. And, you know, the thing is, um, there are individuals who rise up in the Communist Party in China and they actually mimic or pretend to be individuals. And they pretend to be investors. They pretend to be corporate owners. But the reality is they're just party affiliates. And they could have never risen to that position in the Chinese communist system if they were not communists first. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes, actually, especially during Cultural Revolution. If you, are, you don't have political alignment with the party, you have no future, you cannot get a college education, you have no career advancement, and so that, that, that is what happened today in a, in, a, in a certain degree. But in some private enterprise, uh, they don't depend on that, but they still under the heavy regulation by the government. So in this case, they have to bribe, you know, to the officials to get the economic resources, you know, to really uh, to advance their uh, company interest. So the idea that there are individuals that are partners with American businessmen like Jamie Dimon, with American mm. political whores like Hunter Biden, with American businesses and American athletes, the idea that these are individuals or individual companies that are partners is a fallacy. It's a lie. What the American people are partners with are the Chinese communists. Is that right? 
in many cases, yes, <laughs> that, that, that is right. Have you ever met or heard of a Chinese millionaire that was not a communist? Uh, they may not join, but I, they have to support a communist agenda, you know, because the law requires them to do that. So it's like a businessman in Chicago. He may not be a registered Chicago Democrat, but he has to bribe one to stay in business. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, boy. All right, well, well, now you've written a new book, and that new book is Why Are You Mimicking Communist Tactics? I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but the name of it is Critical Race Theory and Woke Culture because the American collectivist, the American Soviet, the American communist is hiding under an agenda of equality. Isn't that kind of what all communists do? In fact, it's happened time and time again. Uh, that is true, but as I think, uh, you know, in human history, communists actually, also the radical left, use the worst kind of, you know, uh, approach to indoctrinate citizens, you know, divide uh, innocent citizens as oppressors and uh, oppressed, also use like... Uh, uh, like a council culture or censorship to suppress oppositions, also the writing history, in all the same kind of black uh, playbook, I think that is worth in human history, you know. So that, that is what happened in China, and unfortunately, what is happening in America. My book basically revealed how the radical left used communist playbook to destroy America. Communists don't like to... Um see former citizens come to America or any country and badmouth communism and the Communist Party. Have you um, been dealing with any threats or any kind of reach out from the Communist Party? You're running for an American political office. You've written a book. You're bashing the ideology of which arguably has over a billion members. Are you seeing any kind of intimidation? You know, like uh, you having any I... organizations, you know, raid your house or anything? Not yet, but I I learned in New York, in California, they already did a similar thing to other Chinese Americans who spoke out. So I I, I think I expect they will have some reaction. But I think uh, very importantly, my book is a give warning to Americans. We should not repeat the dangerous you know path China lived through 50 years ago. You know, my book if you really try to wake up really the like uh, uh, many you know, tens of millions of Americans, especially young Americans, because if they read my book, they will reject the communist or the radical left indoctrination. So my book is really try to mobilize uh, Americans fighting against critical race theory, fighting against woke culture. You're running in the 45th district of uh, Florida, which is northeast. If, is that correct? In northeast Florida? Uh, it's, uh, no, it's really west of Orlando, basically. Oh. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's central Florida. It's west of Orlando. How, and how is your campaign doing? Is it Democrat-held office now? What are you seeing? In, form, in the form of uh, the polls and the Floridians' acceptance of you and your, uh, your platform? I want to tell you I'm cautiously optimistic because I'm the best qualified candidate. I have the best story. When I spoke with the voters, six out of ten, they want to support me, right? As, long, as, as soon as they hear my American journey, 
starting from a survival of the communist Chinese Cultural Revolution made by American dream, right now fighting to preserve the American dream. They, uh, most of them were like touched. They want to support me. So I, in this district is open district, no incumbent that with new fact districting. So you know, I, I uh, I, I think I still need to do more campaign hard, but I, at this moment, I'm cautiously optimistic. I am uh, embarrassed by how many Americans are ignorant to the atrocities that Mao Zedong, the Chinese Communist Party, perpetrate every day on the Chinese citizens and perpetrated in the past. Do you ever, um, are you ever embarrassed or shocked by the lack of knowledge the American citizens have to the atrocity of the Chinese Communist Party and the hundreds of millions uh, of people they killed? Uh, yes, absolutely. And also, when I, every time when I see so many young Americans blindly follow Bernie Sanders, AOC, naively believe, you know, that kind of socialist utopia, they can, you know, have, they can solve America's problem. I feel disappointed. But that encouraged me to write this book. You know, I want to give some advice to fellow Americans, especially young Americans, because when they look at a policy, they naively believe if policy is the purpose, is to help the poor. That policy must be a like good policy. But I look at the communists, right? Communists' stated purpose is to have to help the poor. End of the day, it you know killed over one hundred million worldwide, including over thirty million uh, people in China alone. So you know we need our citizens to have you know more like uh, critical thinking. Don't be uh, misled by the you know radical left. Uh, that kind of politician just yeah. give away welfare. You know, say that will you know solve everything. No, it's not true. The only thing that I think um, I could say positive about China is I love the way they handle drug dealers. Is there a thriving defense attorney industry in China? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Actually, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't. They I shoot them inside of 45 you. minutes, right? I mean, there's not a big process in trying or convicting drug dealers. There really not isn't, isn't a big fentanyl problem in China, is there? Uh, no, no. Actually, yeah, that, that, from that end, the like, drug abuse in China is not as severe as here. But in my home province, Yunnan, also had a lot uh, issues actually. Some of my family members also suffered that, and uh, but the the punishment was very harsh. You know, yeah. so I guess you know one problem of this country, especially Democratic Party, they are too lenient against criminals. You know, so in this case, we no longer have law and order in many you know cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles. I wonder what they would do to Hunter Biden in the judicial system in China. His name is Mike Zhao. Where can we go to support your political um, career? Where, where is, what's the name of your site? Uh, it's MikeZhaoForFlorida.com. That is my campaign website. And you're welcome to donate and support me. Um, and also you can find my book and uh, at the Amazon.com. Just search my name, Mike Zhao, last name Z-H-A-O. And the book title is called Critical Race Theory and a World Culture, America's Dangerous Repeat of China's Cultural Revolution. 
I just want to add one more date. I, you know, in the book, I not only I wrote this book not only based on my personal experience. I cited 200 data and facts. It have like 50 pictures. Many of them are in color. You know, inserted. That would be like in a very compelling book, and I encourage everyone to read that. Mike, I uh, appreciate you for writing the book. I, I love the fact that you're running for Congress. Um, but more importantly, I'm just happy you made it because at least here for now, you're safe for your political views as long as you don't become president and Joe Biden follow you. But in the meantime, thank you very much for everything you're doing and for the appreciation you have for a country that is, the, is built on the exact opposite principles that China thrives on. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I remember when the dailies in Chicago were so interwoven with Chinese businessmen as if it wasn't the Chinese Communist Party. My support for free trade through Hong Kong is what I believed would break the Chinese Communist Party as you exposed the Chinese citizens to a level of freedom. That's the point of Taiwan, not just for Nancy Pelosi to bring her corrupt, dimwit son there to cut some insider deals. The notion that the Speaker of the House would say that China is the freest society is an atrocity. The notion that any American politician would pretend that there is a relationship between an individual businessman in China and an American congressman preys upon the stupidity of the American citizen and his understanding of a communist ideology. There are no individuals, there's only the party. And these are liaisons of the party that are simply there to corrupt politicians in other countries. Joe Biden has received in excess of $31 million from communism. Joe Biden is an asset of China. That's why all his beautiful little ticky-tack Alice in Wonderland bills. What's this new one? Inflation reduction. It enriches China. Chips and salsa enriches China, even though it says it doesn't. Those are companies that the Chinese government profits from. The whole damn Democrat Party is in bed with the Communist Party of China. They're also in bed with numerous collectivist parties because they, too, are a collectivist party. It's one version of propaganda. China is suspending or ending its cooperation with the U.S. on several fronts, including climate change and military relations. The moves are in response to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. China deployed more than 100 warplanes, warships, and a nuclear submarine into the Taiwan Strait. More than 80% of the world's biggest cargo sail through this strait. And the ramification of that is you had the Speaker of the House come back and say that China is the freest country in the world. That goes to show you that Nancy Pelosi, along with Joe Biden, are compromised and assets of the Chinese Communist Party. Terry, Rogers Park. 
Hey, uh, I, I was wondering, uh, do you think maybe uh, Democrat politicians, uh, one way or another, uh, bribe Republican politicians to go along with their agendas? That would be like the power? Bonanno family bribing the Gambino family. The vast majority are part of the same corrupt organization. So I don't know if they, they don't have to bribe them. Why, when we could have the illusion of a difference? You know, and the greatest, the greatest uh, proof of what I'm saying is foreign policy. As we sit here, Joe Biden is occupying one-third of Syria. We are fighting a war in Yemen. We have at least 2,000 troops in Somalia. What exactly is the position in Iraq? Do we know any of this? What is this difference between Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush's foreign policy? And the answer is absolutely nothing, except that Joe Biden was able to expand it to an oligarch in Ukraine that has stolen our money. So the real threat to this game of corruption, ironically enough, was a guy who played the game of corruption with them by the name of Donald Trump. He was the biggest threat to expose it because he didn't want to partake in the failure of it. And they had to get him out. So why bribe each other? When everybody makes far more money as long as the corrupt system is in place. Now you could pretend that you have a, a B team. Oh, we got to support the GOP. Why? Because the, the DNC is bad. The GOP is good. And who is Mitch McConnell's wife? A Chinese shipping heiress, part of the Communist Party, married to the strongest politician in the Senate. So really, what's the difference between Nancy Pelosi kissing the ass of Xi Jinping or old lady face Mitch McConnell? I think that old lady face Mitch McConnell's skin is softer and his lips don't have that puckered look. Other than that, same thing. Thank you very much. I like the fact that you think there's a difference. I personally don't. Following days of unprecedented Chinese military exercises near Taiwan, in an official document, China has withdrawn a promise not to send troops to Taiwan if... Did the Republicans speak out against China's threats? Did the Republicans speak out against China's atrocity? Or did the Republicans just take pleasure in the fact they weren't in the spotlight? And Nancy Pelosi had to get on her knees and give the Kamala Harris. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Get someone sneaking round the corner. Love this guy. Could that someone be Mac the Bobby Knight? Darren died young. Young. What a voice. Big fan. Right, we got a Wisconsin board. Let's go to Candace Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Okay, there's only two people that I really listen to anymore in conservative radio, and I used to listen to everybody, but I'm so sick of, of hearing the raw, raw crap on Ukraine. Um, I can't take it anymore. So Steve, that would be Steve Deese and you. Oh. So congratulations. You're on my I, list. I um, made the list. I, I can't stand listening to all this, uh, oh, please send the money for this. And, and then, you know, another thing is I, don't, I totally don't agree with. They're calling these uh, people in Ukraine Nazis. No, I think they're Bolsheviks pretending to be Nazis. And what they're really doing oh. is killing Christians. Because wherever Obama... Is involved. Uh, Stefan Bandera genocide. would prove you oh, wrong, yeah. the actual history. And I, then the fact that you got to, uh, uh, Candace, I've been following this for eight years. They've been killing Ukrainian Jews because, number one, they were religious. 
Number two, they were uh, in areas that spoke primarily Russians and uh, Russian, well, and they I'm taught hearing. their kids in Russian. I, I, I'm, I'm that's following. That's but that's not what I'm hearing on Gab. Uh, that's not what I'm hearing, and that's uh, not what you're, I'm. You're listening to the wrong either. stuff, and I'll tell you. I'll prove it to you. Well, Thank you, though, very well, much. I okay. mean, I'll prove wait, it. To wait, you. wait, 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 wait. My wow. second point. My second point. Wow. Okay, I was talking to a friend in Florida today, and they are really trying to go after DeSantis on uh, the fact that you can't get diesel in many, many areas of Florida. And I had a friend who drove 20 miles a day past 12 stations, could not get diesel. And I think they're doing that um, to, you know, kind of get back at DeSantis. Well, you know who's what I mean? They? I mean, you'd have to go back to when um, the 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 uh, the pilot guy, the guy from Pilot, the largest truck stops in America was ordered by the federal government to stop ordering 25% of diesel fuel. And you'd have to go to that. Of course, there's a mission by the Democrat Party to limit gas. They have an agenda. That agenda is they want to forever change the trajectory of American energy so that they can corrupt it. They're embedded in the ground floor, and that's what they need to happen. And of course, they don't mind making DeSantis look bad. The good news is they can't. He's going to win. It's going to be a massive blowout, and you have nothing to worry about. Thank you very much. Uh, listen to the way things are reported down here when it comes to the opposition. This is a dimwit named Freed. Fried, whatever. That is why we have a democracy. We should have two strong parties that work together to have compromise with fix the issues that are impacting the state, the issues that are facing the impacting the country. Does it sound bad? And the political it's divide it is more intense today than it has been quite honestly the same year. And so we have to, as leaders, one, take ownership of our own There's words, four people there, by the way. But there's one good report. See, this is the part that I can't stand. I know it's hard to hear. DeSantis is escalating the situation because what he had said in response to the outrageousness of, of Mar-a-Lago being invaded, what he had said is that this is an absolute miscarriage of justice and a weaponization of the American judicial system. So she's going to come out and do what Democrats do after they abuse you. Tell you, come on, don't be, let's not get crazy now. Let's not be so divisive. But the good news, the difference between reporters in Florida and Chicago is this. Well, I'm confused, one more question. I'm confused because didn't you call Governor... Didn't you compare him directly to Adolf Hitler? I did not. That is not what I did. That's a lie. That is a, that is well, a lie. But, but you, you brought up Adolf Hitler in an interview, and you, and you talked about it a couple of times. So how is that not charged language what, what and rhetoric is poor? And what I like about the reporters here, when a Democrat says an open lie, they say right away, that's a lie. You, of course, you compared him to Adolf Hitler. Ironically, another trick of the American socialist. They don't want you to understand Adolf Hitler represented the Worker Party Unite Group. He was a socialist like the American Democrat. He ruled through dictate and fascism, forced capitulation, just like the American Democrat. The Fourth Reich is in the Americas. The Third Reich just was dressed better. That's the only difference. Mike, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Yeah, hi. I saw a billboard recently on Highway 9441. I, I between Racine and Kenosha, Wisconsin, that said President Trump is going to be in this area, the Milwaukee area, on Saturday, August the 20th. Is that correct? 
I didn't get his memo. I don't know his travel plans, but I am going to Mar-a-Lago in my Speedo this weekend. I don't care what he does. Thank you very much, though, Mike. I appreciate you. Keeping <laughs> that. Uh, Trucker Dave, Bristol, Wisconsin. Sean, how you doing? Great show, as always. A couple of quick comments. Uh, the Jerome Corsi book on climate change, uh, driving from California to Florida. Florida. Uh, I urge all listeners to get into this book. It is extremely, extremely enlightening and connects all the dots. Excellent work. 1,000 uh, footnotes. As I listen to the interview. 1,000 Yes, footnotes. it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, as I listen to the uh, gentleman running for Congress out of Florida, again, like I had commented a few weeks ago when I called, you know, how do we break the system? How do we end the communism, end the Democratic Party, end the corruption? I, w I again have to emphasize that at some point in our existence, in the next five, ten years, we need to establish a movement where we stop. We you stop know, being a cog in the wheel and break this cycle of contributing to the corruption. I mean, you see the country. I mean, really, honestly, I, I'm almost envious of all of the states you get to drive through and see. But what, you, what you're witnessing is the fight being done in the honest states. You have a very interesting race in Senate. You have Mandela Barnes, a stone communist, running against Ron Johnson for Senate. I'm very curious to see how Wisconsin shakes out because I do believe, although Wisconsin has Milwaukee, which is run by communist Democrats, it's an interesting state, and what happens there, I think, will tell the future. And in the meantime, you just stay here when you get to Florida. It's the best place to live. Thank you, Trucker Dave. Did you hear Barnes? You know who I'm talking about? This is the guy running against Ron Johnson. We need an immigration system that treats all people with dignity and with respect, a system that says that no human being is illegal. And in our states, we can start by making sure that immigrants have access to driver's licenses and in-state college tuition. Because they, too, are a part of our community. But Congress mm -hmm. must act to create a path for citizenship instead of doubling down on a militarized border wall. Go ahead, Wisconsin. I dare you. But do you agree um, that uh, police budgets sh should be maybe completely done away with or, um, or defunded? Not completely done away with. We need to invest more in neighborhood services and programming for our residents. For our Those are called gang recruitment centers you know like the way jeff fort had his in chicago all the programs what happens in those programs so go ahead wisconsin get rid of one of the best senators not only your state but this country ever had and put in a guy named mandela barnes i dare you and you know defunding isn't necessarily as aggressive as, as a lot of folks paint it paint it no you know, school budgets get cut almost every year uh, Which school budget gets cut, you lying communist rat bastard? Which one? Go ahead, I dare you. Turn into Illinois. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You have a handful of decent politicians on the Republican side. I think Ron Johnson is the cream of the crop. I love him. It also explains why tens of millions of outside Democrat donor dark money from the likes of 
evil Bond villains like Soros, from the unions of corruption and incompetence, the Democrat mafia, like the teachers union and SEIU and all the rest of them, are flooding in to support Mandela Barnes, a good old-fashioned communist hiding in the Democrat Party. The arts budgets get cut almost every year, you know, music programs. All these programs see budget cuts, uh, uh, unfortunately. And Hey, Mandela, you're obviously a dimwit. You're obviously a moron. I could tell by that dumb look in your eyes and the fact you're repeating the 1980 talking points. You fraud. The Democrat mafia is funding all of their union-infiltrated public sector programs like everyone you named, moron. What you want to do is defund the police so you can turn Wisconsin into the utopia that's on the south side of Chicago. Because that's what you really build, Mandela, ghettos, and sewers. Whether they're in Venezuela, China, Chicago, Cuba, or Wisconsin. Let's see if the Wisconsin people are dumb enough to buy your shtick. I hope not for the sake of the children, for the young people who are just getting started in life. And they need the rule of law, principles of Americanism. Kids like Jaden, Woolworth, Wisconsin. Hi, Jaden. Jaden, all right. Jaden is young. Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. How are you? So I was on mute. How are you doing, Sean? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just, I just found in to say thank you because I'm just starting uh, high school, and it's just so good to hear you because all the stuff they're teaching us is just really random crap, and it's just why teach us this? Honestly, thank you for. You have an obligation. I could hear. First of all, you made my year calling me. I love when somebody just going into high school understands and listens to the principles of Americanism, which is what my show is really based on. And you made my year. You're why I would do the show for free. And you have an obligation, Jaden, to know the system is set up to Mm -hmm. teach you how to be a slave. The country is set up so you never have to be one. Take it upon yourself, my friend. And learn this stuff by going back to the original foundings, the concept of the Enlightenment. And never let an adult tell you it's virtuous to give up your individuality to be part of a group because that is what the communist preys on. And you give me hope. So I want to thank you for calling into my show. And I'm going to ask you to stay in touch. And what we're going to do to incentivize you, I'm going to give you a shirt. Hang on the line. Honey Bunny, let's send that young man a shirt. Make him proud. This is how you break the trend of an organized collectivism that preys on capitulation and destitution because what they're guaranteeing is first they bankrupt you then they turn you into agents of the state then before you know it you're acting like every other soviet socialist communist and everywhere you're running to to come here if we lose the fight here there's nowhere to get it back right here give me another segment squirrel you can't get me one I mean, do you have any clout like a Chicago rat Democrat? All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.